welcome back to another episode of Reasons to Be Happy, where the mission is to inspire joy, focus on the light, and get good at feeling good. I've been thinking a lot lately about the topic of self-love. I keep seeing it all over social media and hearing people talk about the importance of self-love and the ways to love yourself and how we're not ready to love someone else until we fully love ourselves and so on. And I definitely do believe that self-love is imperative. I also sense that there's a lot of pressure placed on it. And to me, pressure denotes a certain amount of like force and effort that's involved as if we have to somehow figure out how to love ourselves and put the work into essentially cracking the code of unconditional self-love. So here's the thing, for many of us, loving ourselves fully and categorically is actually really difficult. For many of us, self-love is not our default. It's almost unnatural to be obsessed with ourselves. And we might have ingrained these habits of being critical of ourselves, self-loathing, using negative self-talk, that type of thing. And in the same vein, we might also have this belief that loving ourselves is like arrogant or selfish, but just because we love ourselves completely doesn't mean we have less love for other people. We can have an infinite amount of love. It doesn't mean we're self-absorbed or narcissistic to love ourselves. And I think sometimes there's this almost like misconception around what self-love really is. And I also think like if one does catch themselves being arrogant or like grandiose or having this sense of bravado or anything like that, I don't think that that's self-love. That to me feels very performative and like it's motivated by external validation and impressing others. So I think we can switch that narrative around self-love and clarify what it really is. So lately I've been wondering then why is self-love difficult? It's not like we were born disliking ourselves or picking ourselves apart. To love ourselves is not something that we have to really decipher or figure out because in actuality, self-love is just, it's inherent within us. It's just a natural part of being a human. Merely because we're human beings means we are intrinsically worthy. Being a human on this planet right now means we're enough, more than enough actually. And being in opposition with ourselves seems like this antithesis to what it means to be human. So if you're still with me and you're kind of like, okay, this is all well and good to say, but a lot harder to fully put into practice, I agree. And it's taken me a lot of time to really understand all of this and begin to execute it or kind of just like have it be a more automatic mindset. So this brings me to my next point. Why is it hard to practice self-love when it's something that is inherent to us? So over time, little things like starting in childhood have chipped away at our self-concept, at that belief that we are, you know, loving ourselves unconditionally. Maybe it's micro traumas or like little judgy comments that have been said to us over the years that have hurt our feelings. And it could be about all sorts of things. We all have 
these little insecurities and trigger points, our intelligence, our appearance, weight, mannerism, social skills, our career potential, anything of these things. Maybe it's something minor we did as a child, but then it led us to label ourselves and to construct a certain image of who we are as adults. For example, I was a pretty sensitive child growing up. I would cry really easily and get upset if someone basically just like looked at me the wrong way. And I remember being told I was too sensitive, too dramatic. I, you know, just brought up my issues with other people too much because I felt like my feelings were hurt. And now that's something I sometimes think about myself as an adult, and I worry that I'm too sensitive, which then also causes me to maybe doubt my feelings or become a little critical of myself. So I very much think that those things that have been said to us as children and adolescents, they can stick with us and basically mold us in a way and also chip away at our ability to hold self-compassion for ourselves. And... It's true that maybe I am a sensitive person, but there's a difference between saying that from a a loving place and saying that from a more negative, critical place. And that's where the self-love piece really needs to come in. So now I'm accepting my softness, I guess, and like how I wear my heart on my sleeve. I've come to appreciate that about myself. And I think that's a big part of self-love is appreciating the entire being of who we are, you know, our strengths and our shortcomings alike. Another thought is that maybe the various images and subconscious messaging that we've received from the media starting at a young age has also impacted our ability to love ourselves. For example, the pictures that we've consumed of just what constitutes a beautiful person, a successful person, a person with these glamorous characteristics. These are the people that are deserving of love. They are put on that pedestal and that can also mess with our ability to love ourselves for all of our flaws. So these pictures that we've developed in our mind are at odds with who we are and then we feel like we can't meet those standards of this idealized artificial image because let's face it, it's not real. And as a result, our ability to love ourselves becomes less easy. So this is kind of where everything is coming together for me. Instead of questioning myself and the love that I give to myself, instead, why am I not questioning the external things that have weakened or minimized my self-concept? By questioning the external, we are more on our way of distrusting and rejecting those external things that have been said to us or the images that we've just been exposed to. Okay, so like for example, let's play out this hypothetical situation. A young child, I don't know, like seven, eight years old, maybe was told by an older relative that they were getting a little chubby. Um, Sometimes like older relatives, just they have no filter. And it was just a passing comment. Maybe after this child ate too many treats, perfectly fine and normal, by the way, but those words were absorbed like water into a sponge for this kid. And later down the road, that critical comment unconsciously or consciously manifested itself into a body image issue at 12 or 13. And then over time, maybe resulted then in these unhealthy eating patterns, whether it was like restricting or binging and just unhealthy choices. And these actions then 
perpetuated this individual's self-concept and how they view themselves as well as their capacity to fully love who they are. And then this example could be applied to really anything, like whether it was the teacher who told the child he wasn't very smart because he was shy, or the adolescent who told a classmate that she was kind of weird and funny looking. Anything like that can chip away and reduce our ability to love ourselves. And I think we need to raise our consciousness to the messaging that we've received and begin to notice those thoughts that we're forming around them. Start questioning it. Like, what is it causing us to believe about ourselves? And then what it's causing us to do or how it's influencing our actions, whether we're in these toxic relationships or whether we're developing unhealthy eating habits, whatever it is. Maybe we're not putting ourselves out there in a social situation because we have that label of being socially awkward, things like that. So instead of questioning ourselves, I think that our energy would be better spent interrupting those other opinions and dismantling this facade of perfection that we've been exposed to in the media and essentially stopping those thoughts in their tracks. Asking yourself, what messages am I listening to right now that are affecting my worthiness and how can I begin to observe them and then interrupt them? Because the truth is, external things external statements or validation from others, they don't reflect our true selves. They don't accurately describe who we are as adults. And yet for many of us, those limiting beliefs can be quite stubborn. They can stick with us and they can unfortunately reveal themselves in how we see ourselves, how we speak to ourselves, which then can trickle down to all sorts of things, relationships, the choices that we make for ourselves, the people that we engage with. Self-love allows us to appreciate who we are and helps us make positive choices for ourselves. It raises our self-esteem and our mental health and it's really so essential for happiness. I'm surprised I haven't talked about it earlier, actually, because it's really the building block to forming a happy life. And contrary to what we might previously believe, self-love isn't something that we have to work for or figure out. We are enough just by being here. And to me personally, hearing that and knowing that, it feels so much simpler, so much easier. There's no work involved. We're just automatically worthy, automatically deserving of love. We can love ourselves no matter what the situation is for us. And we don't have to apologize or feel bad for being less than quote unquote perfect. Simply by being human, we're imperfect. That's just how it is. And being flawed doesn't mean we're unworthy of love. I almost liken it to the child-parent relationship. So I'm not a parent, but I hear this all the time where parents, of course, love their children unconditionally, completely love their child. But just because they love their child doesn't mean that their kid never bugs them from time to time. It doesn't mean that the kid is always on their best behavior or always makes good choices. But do the parents still love them even on their bad days? Absolutely, of course. So it's kind of the same way for ourselves. Do I sometimes get into bad moods and get annoyed with people easily? Yes. Do I get cranky when I'm overtired? Yes. (laughs) Do I make mistakes? Of course. But will I still love myself no matter what? Yes. So same type of thing. 
where you almost have to treat yourself like a child and you're the parent. So to conclude, practicing self-love in my belief is about questioning the external instead of the internal. When we turn inward and affirm our worthiness, we become less dependent on outside validation. We're not seeking that because we are good without it. We are fulfilled and have everything we need within us. We can compassionately accept our shortcomings and celebrate our gifts. Practicing radical self-love looks like just being unapologetically who you are, doing the things that you love doing. Obviously, practicing gratitude, that's a big one. Stating positive affirmations, which might take a little practice if you're not used to it and it's not really your thing, but try it for a few days and see how you feel. It might feel a little strange and awkward to be saying these things about yourself, but just try it. You never know. Your brain has a really, really hard time distinguishing between real and not real. So if you keep saying, I am creative or I am worthy, things like that, it actually does get absorbed into your brain and you start believing it. And then the last thing too is beginning to question our thoughts. And this is one that I'm reflecting on a lot lately and trying to get better at. And I think it can be done or I've heard it could be done best through meditation by first observing the thought because I've realized it's not healthy to believe and validate every thought I have because a lot of them won't be true and many of them might be negative due to some of my hardwiring. So instead, I observe it and then I'm able to question its validity. Okay, (laughs) rant over, but I hope this has been helpful. If so, it would be so, so awesome to write a quick positive review on Apple Podcasts. It takes less than a minute, but has a big impact. If you listen on Spotify, a quick five-star rating would be super cool. Thank you so much to anyone who's done that already. If any of this content has resonated with you, I'd love to hear from you. And you can message me on Instagram. My handle is at reasons to be happy, the podcast. So I'll round out with my two reasons to be happy. My first reason is a clean apartment. (laughs) I did a deep clean last weekend and it's really amazing what fresh sheets and clean surfaces can do for our moods. And the second reason is how far I've come with my awareness around relationships and dating, having kids and all that stuff. I've had like a lot of really big transformational thoughts around it. And I'm actually thinking about maybe doing an episode on it in the future because I feel so clear headed about it all. And it's really helping me just reevaluate a lot of things, create new beliefs around what I want out of life. And I'm just really enjoying this state right now. Anyways, thank you again for tuning in. Have a great week and happy Thanksgiving.